Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for your host, all the way from Devon, it's Alex Kitson. Hello, hello. Hello, are we all doing okay? Lovely bloody stuff. Sorry, I'm late. Sorry, I, um, I, had, to, I had to drive, as he said, I drove from Devon, and I'm late, and I apologize for that. Uh, it's not the latest. I've, I'm, it's about ten past eight now. Not the latest I've been. Um, not the latest I've ever been was half eight, <laughs> which is not good. That was uh, that was a real bad day. I um, latest the audience has ever been uh, for a week. That was uh, that was a couple of weeks ago. That was I, okay, that's, that's really lovely though. Not worth coming, actually coming out. Um, this is this next act. This is a sort of uh, new material. Um, open micy comedy night. I don't, who's been here before? Give me a cheer. Lovely stuff in here. See you first time. Give me a cheer. Yeah. Oh, lovely, lovely stuff. Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. That's what we like to see. Um, that lovely, lovely stuff. There's got. I, I, I'll talk to you. People are here. How did you, how did you hear about the night? You. Uh, yeah, talk to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Was I looking at somebody else? I, uh, I've got a slight lazy eye, but that is that's a bit rude, mate. Honestly, that's. What's sorry? Oh. No, I, I briefly looked over there, and then I recognised one of them, and I was like, oh, I can't. Uh, um, um, yeah, for no, for good reasons, just a friend. Um, um, what's your name, mate? William. William, the full name. Yeah, good, good strong. Um, who are you here with tonight, William? You, uh, oh, the police squad, yeah. I, I, I like the wave there, that was very friendly. Everyone else sort of nodded, uh, and you gave me a friendly wave. You, you are my favourite. Uh, hate, hate to put the others down, but you're the even the bloke with a beanie inside, uh, which <laughs> I, I, that, I was. That, that's that's not a skull cap, is it? Because otherwise, I've been very insensitive to my to my own religion. Um, yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Um, lovely. I've I've had anyway a good week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was enthusiastic. <laughs> Anyone had a bad week? <laughs> that sounds it. Sounds it. I, I ask that question every week, and people do generally just <laughs> adhere to the face. Oh, I've had the right week. I got some new glasses. That's been my big news. Um, for, for those big long-time fans of the fans, um, people who happen to be here on Sundays, uh, no, I've basically been blind for seven months um, because I, I basically a dog ate my glasses, um, and I couldn't afford to replace them, uh, so then I couldn't see. Um, has any, any of you ever been so broke you've lost a sense? Has that, has that happened to anyone? Anyone, Mr. Gasper, that gone deaf? Anyone that's, uh, that's, uh, that shouldn't happen, should it? Like, I basically gave myself a disability because I didn't have any money. Like, I, oh, did you hear about Linda? Oh, yeah. She put all her money in Bitcoin and now she's dyslexic. Like, that, uh, <laughs> that shouldn't happen. Um, there's some benefits to being blind, though. Uh, free dog. I, um, a bit of fun. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, oh, I, I, I don't mind these glasses. I had to wear glasses as a kid, um, and I really got put off them. So I stopped wearing them um, for most of my teenage years. Um, but I quite like these until I, um, until I showed them to my girlfriend. And she's like, oh, great, I can pretend um, I'm with a celebrity. I was like, oh, oh, my God, who do I look like? And she went, oh, the old man from Up. <laughs> I, <laughs> absolutely livid. Uh, <laughs> dreadful stuff. Um, what? <laughs> Sorry, it, it, it's obvious I've just come off the motorway. Uh, M5, my old friend. Um, I, um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm living in um, I'm living in Devon at the moment. I'm, I'm living in Devon at the moment because that's where I'm from. Uh, bit big up. Uh, you, you from Devon? No. No, just it's, it's the same bloke who's waved. He's the friendliest man in the world. Uh, what's your name? What's your name, mate? We got yeah. Sean. Sean. Oh, he's he, you've never met a non-friendly Sean. Um, I know. Uh, we, we found out the biases about the people, your name there. What, what do you do, Sean? You're a student, or uh, no? I um, I, do, I'm, I am. I'm a drama student now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Your, your acting school. Oh, wow, wait. Ooh. Um, what, what's your what's your what's your favourite type of acting? Do you like dramatic comedy? I like. I like uh, that's good emceeing by everybody. By the way, that's uh, the. Kind of everything. Smorgasbord acting treats. Smorgasbord. Ooh. <laughs> like the Nordic dramas. <laughs> love, yeah, love this stuff. Oh, that's good stuff. Is, it, is that how you know these guys are all acting-y people or? No, they're friends from. Nice one. Oh. Um, uh, oh, lovely stuff. Yeah. Oh, and he's good smile as well. It's my must be inherited. Yeah. Oh, lovely stuff. Uh, what a ragtag bunch of characters. Uh, to, <laughs> to quote, I think Alec Baldwin in, in, on SNL. That's um, good stuff. Uh, what, why, why have I moved home, Kitson? Uh, slash. This is. Uh, I should explain. Someone tonight might be shit. Um, <laughs> It's, it's, it's new material night. We get, we get comedians on loads of them, and actually tonight they're actually all really good. So you're um, so you're lucky. You've just got me. But um, yeah, it, everyone's going to come up, do some new jokes, maybe some old jokes. Some people might just be as rambly as me, uh, and it will have a good t- good time. Does that sound all right? Yeah. Yeah. Lovely stuff. You, you guys are actually bloody lovely and very tolerant. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've moved home. Uh, I've moved home to Devon, and it, it's okay. But it, I'm, I'm busy because we're downsizing. Like my parents moved house, and they're downsizing. Um, and a downsizing, for those of you who don't know, means moving all my stuff to an extra warehouse outside of Exeter, which is not good. Um, my, my mum has been sort of just getting destroying all my things. Um, she, she, she watched Marie Kondo, and she's become a bit of a Kondo extremist. Um, she, she, she got rid of um, all my old school stuff, like just the sort of stuff. And she was like, "Oh, well, it didn't spark me joy." I was like, oh, well, "You know what doesn't spark me joy? Your medication. That's uh, um, that's <laughs> that's oh, that's interesting. Came up with that on the way here when I was across. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dear mate. Oh, okay, interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll bore you some more about that in because we got. We've got three sections. <laughs> um, cheers. Uh, th- th- that's a deal, everyone. Um, th- is this the most flustered I've ever been? Um, pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty close. Um, good stuff. I, I, I've been paid to do this before. Um, <laughs> oh, that's, that, I mean, that, that was meant to sound self-deprecating, but it sounded like a brag. Uh, um, <laughs> fucking hell. Right. Um, are you ready for some comedy? <laughs> Yay! I'm too ready. Yeah, I believe you. Right. Um. Uh, let's give that guy Rivers to Matthew Hayhurst. Hello, 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 hello. Um, I'm going to do some poems for you now, and it's basically the standard sort of setup that you get with poems. So it's a couple of lines to sort of get going, and then there's a punchline. Never really understood Sylvia Plath. Like her punchlines are shit. Um, so yeah, this first one is about an issue which I think is probably the most important issue in the world right now, and that's people like you are letting magic die. 
It's the most important art form there is, and you've come to a stand-up night rather than rainbow casino showcase of playing cards have two uses. So, yeah, I'm doing that poem for you now. It's called The Last Magician. My name is Lance Libero. The year is 2049. No, climate change never turned out to be much of a problem, actually. And levels of global pollution are fine. They're fine. (laughs) But there is one major issue, a secret I've had to conceal, one to which, to you good people, I shall soon reveal. My apologies, my apologies, I feel I must explain. In 2049, poems are monetized, and this one's sponsored by the Taurus Board of Spain. <laughs> now, where was it I got to? My memory is fading fast. Was I talking about the 2036 global water war? No, I was revealing my secret at last. I am the last magician. That is my cross to bear. Nobody wants to see a unique blend of skill, physical ability, stand-up comedy, and sleight of hand ability, and for that I can only despair. It was sometime in the 2020s that people's love for magic began to fade. So I went on Britain's Got Talent to try and save the day. But whilst on stage they mocked me, and this filled me with doubt, which in turn caused me to panic and imagine that I had gout. My legs began to tremble, I fell onto the floor, and by the time I started to cry on stage, I doomed magic forevermore. But it's alright to cry sometimes, make sure you check in with your mates, okay? Please heed my warning, people, for magic is not safe. Also, I'd really rather you didn't call it magic. They're actually illusions, but you get the point I'm trying to make. You people will kill magic. Oh, and climate change is real. I only said it wasn't, so I could do a big reveal, because I'm a magician. (laughs) All right, the next one, um, it's a poem. It's about relationships, which is kind of shocking. You don't get many, like, middle-of-the-road, straight white comedians talking about relationships and breakups. So I thought, yeah, I'd do something a bit radical for you. So, okay, this is a breakup poem. It's a bit of a sad one. Right from the moment we met, I could tell that you weren't the one. You'd never seen Lethal Weapon 4 and seemed reluctant to have any fun, i.e. Laser Quest. You said I always had my head in the clouds, but the clouds were the best place to be. I don't want to know where you had your head. Probably somewhere boring, like Surrey. You said you were more of a dog person, but I'm definitely more of a cat. Either way, it's inconsequential. You still think I'm a twat. That's a simple one for you. Not much going on there. Um, you used to call me Fat Matt, though you knew it would make me irate. You'd be just as angry if I told people that you vape, even though apparently you can't laugh at that anymore. Apparently vaping's like, yeah, apparently you can't take the piss out of that now. Fine. You are a member of ISIS. I take it back, that's a massive lie. But even though you don't advocate the complete and utter destruction of Western liberal democracy as we know it, you probably still want me to die. (laughs) You thought my make-both-sides-hug-it-out solution to the Israel-Palestine conflict would not work, but I sent it to UN General Secretary Antonio Guterres and he said he'd consider it, so you're just a massive jerk. (laughs) You thought I shoehorned my history degree into my stand-up, that it was irrelevant to the subject at hand. Well, maybe that's why our relationship failed, just like the 1928 Pact of Kellogg-Briand. <laughs> your, view, your political views are abhorrent. You sympathise with Jeremy Hunt. But am I just stuck in my liberal echo chamber? Is it me that's actually... Come on, this is getting... You thought you saw what I was going to... Because I nearly... I nearly... <laughs> said, but I didn't. I didn't. Come on, this is getting ridiculous now. I think it's time to end. But just like Yitzhak Rabin's tense but productive relationship with Yasser Arafat during the 1993 Oslo peace process, you can probably still be my friend. Thank you. (laughs) I've read a fucking sequel to it! There's another one! All right. 
Same sort of thing. Right. Like a pigeon that's flown into a window, like a frog lying flaccid on the floor, like a moose that was bruised or an impaled goose, our love was now dead and no more. Like a Bluetooth headset without a connection, like a shop with no cheese strings in stock. I can't fucking speak anymore. Um, Like leaving a train whilst having an erection, this news had left me in shock. Like a banana that's well past its sell-by. Like a car that can't pass its MOT. Like a pedo with no alibi. Like a clown who can only cry. I knew you were quite done with me. Like a teddy bear belonging to a sex worker. Like a stand-up show described as a diamond in the rough. That's never happened to me before. Um, Like an American remake of every sitcom ever. I think that I'd seen quite enough. Like a pair of wet denim shorts in... Sorry, have you got like the creator of the Inbetweeners US in tonight? Fucking shit, mate. Don't bother. Um, Like a pair of wet denim shorts in midwinter. Like a tropical house song without a sick drop. Like a chicken leg somehow concealed in a printer. I could tell things were starting to rot. Like many a bigot in Britain. Like a 16-year-old binge drinker on New Year's Eve. Like Louis Theroux when the Nazis stopped being funny. I thought it might be time to leave. Like a politician in a sexual scandal. Like a 70s children's entertainer that has since been disgraced. There's, do you know what? There's a weirdly large amount of pedo jokes in this. Don't know why. Like a 70s children's entertainer that has since been disgraced. Like a chess grandmaster beaten by an elaborate toaster. I think I now have to hide my face. Like the golden age of English loot music. Like England in the semi-final of the 28 World Cup. Fucking sports reference there! Yeah! Yeah, sports fans. Like trying for three hours and failing to find a fucking rhyme for music. I knew that my time was now up. Like a poem with an inconsistent rhyme scheme. Like a graduate who cannot move on. Must be about one of you guys, not about me. <laughs> Don't know. Like a piece of work that relies too heavily on the repetition of the word like. Basically what I'm trying to say is things have gone to shit. That's that one, thank you. Alex, do I have time for one more or not? Yeah, go on then. Um, yeah, nice one. So this one, this one, I like to leave my audiences with something to think about, and this one's a poem called What If Monster Munch Were the Only Type of Crisp? So, what if Monster Munch was the only type of crisp? Admittedly, it's a predictable first line. Um, what if Monster Munch was the only type of crisp? Would other less garishly packaged brands of crisp cease to exist? If salt and vinegar was gone, I'd be pretty damn pissed, although Space Raiders probably wouldn't be too sorely missed. What if the only film was Lethal Weapon 4? I've already done that, but like, well, I'll mention it again. What if the only film was Lethal Weapon 4? Surely you'd think there ought to be more. For a start, Mel Gibson's a racist fucking bore, and there are better Danny Glover films if that's what you're looking for. What if Michael Gove was the only politician? Would any sensible co- policies come into fruition? The man probably struggles with basic addition. If this was the case, I'd probably start one of those useless online petitions. What if Tropical House was the only genre of music? I like to have themes. I like to do themes, you know. What if Tropical House was the only genre of music? No chill wave, speed, garage, euro energy, ecto-funk, neuro-funk, sadcore, fill-step, baroque, jump-up, witch-trap, German industrial, post-noise, or two-step. That would look much more impressive if I wasn't just fucking reading these from a sheet. Um, At a funeral, I'd find it a little confusing. I'd really prefer something a little more soothing. What if the only song was The Boys Are Back In Town? That would be enough to make anyone frown. What would you listen to if you were feeling down? The song has one application, and that's for when the boys are around. What if Michael McIntyre were the only comedian? I'm sure some people like him, but I'm yet to meet them. For how long exactly has that man's washing machine been broken? He's done that joke for ten years now. I'm not sure I even believe him. (laughs) 
What if the only animal was the goose? What would become of the magnificent moose? You probably guessed that the next rhyme would be juice. You were right. (laughs) What if the only country was Austria? I don't know about you, but I'd be a little bit cross, Tria. It would be as bad as if the only band was Bros, Tria. Or if the only drug was not... Oh, fucking hell, I chose a bad example there. Um, What if all stand-up sets contained... pauses this long someone ought to realise that something was wrong this set was only meant to be six minutes long shit, thank you very much Good night. let's give that game to the final act this section is Eva Binderman I'll read, hello hello so I've got a few poems for you. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, yeah, hi. How you doing? Students in? Yeah, look at your fresh faced. Oh, that's so nice. I was once a student. Uh, I did a degree in divinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, uh, as some of you will know, the study of Christian theology, not, as my friends thought, looking for water with sticks. <laughs> Four years. Four years. No water. No water was found. I was a good degree. I did that degree. Uh, so everybody in my family is a vicar. That's what they do. That's what they all do. Um, and I thought, actually, free house, captive, enthusiastic audience. Too easy. Too easy. <laughs> Said this. It, it's actually harder in my family not to be a vicar um, than to be a vicar. My granddad, he was actually uh, technically Jewish, <laughs> and he still became <laughs> a vicar. <laughs> I said, and granddad, how did that happen? He said, well, technically, we were just in it before it was cool. <laughs> no, sorry. That's uh, that's a weird way of getting in it. No, he's a good. My granddad, uh, he was a, yes, he was a Jewish Scottish vicar. So a nightmare, an utter nightmare. And uh, he's had a lot of big opinions. He had big opinions. Uh, he he really hated the dark arts. He hated the dark arts. He was very anti a black James Bond. That was his main. Oh come on, guys, that's a good one. <laughs> Don't make me go into my poem. I will. No, it was good. The thing he really hated, he really hated, uh, was star signs. He hated star signs, um, which is ironic because his sign was cancer. And he was uh, killed by a giant crab. <laughs> that's, that's really, really unlucky. Um, <laughs> hi. So you guys, mostly if your students should be quite new to Bristol. Uh, Bristol is a confusing one person like, no. No. Go, go to uni here. Live here, grip here, go to uni here. I went to uni here. Oh, all right. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad <laughs> that we had this interaction. That's, uh... <laughs> I can only see your silhouette, sir. But I'll match it at the bar. I'll find you. Um, right. Bristol's confusing. It's a confusing place for me. Uh, for example, I can't, can't figure out who is artistic 
And who's homeless? It's <laughs> confusing. I can't figure out who is just uh, chatty or dangerously mentally ill. I don't know. I don't know who's on loads of MDMA or have just found like a work-life balance. <laughs> just... I don't know what this place is. I love it. I love it. It's a, it's a bit of a mecca for me. Um, so yeah, when leaving university, I was confronted, what do I do? I can't be a vicar. Um, so I tried a few other things before stand-up and I went into, I joined what I assumed was a comedy collective that would went round schools. And the reason I assumed it was a comedy collective, it was because it was a group of people that took willing volunteers into Scottish schools to teach them about the dangers of whale beaching. <laughs> so I assume that was comedy, because inner city schools in Wales... Wait, no, in Scotland. <laughs> it would be better if it was Wales. Um, in Scotland, teaching them about the dangers of whale beachings. Like, it turns out it was deadly serious. So I'd signed up to this, deadly serious. You had to turn up on the first day, and they had to induct you into how to be a whale. So we, we had a whole day's class of learning how to communicate with our fellow actors as a whale. So we'd sort of make whale noise each other, click at each other. We had the different arm movements. We were the pod. And I pointed out that this perhaps was a little ridiculous. And so I got the job of being the whale that died. <laughs> at the end of every performance. So we went into primary school after primary school and we flowed in through their assembly all in our, our wetsuits and our little fins and we'd swim around the hall and the children would be like, who are these wankers? And we'd like swim and then we'd get beached on the stage at the front of the school. And we'd go, ah, ah. and there'd be some tossers, they were also actors but getting paid, would come out to pretend to be like policemen, like, come on children, let's get these whales hydrated. And they'd come out with buckets of water and flannels and the children were encouraged to come up, choose a whale and keep it moist. <laughs> <laughs> During the assembly, just keep it moist, rock it, if you could. And we were encouraged to sort of slowly go, this is genuinely what I did as a job for a bit. Um, and I would always be the one that, that died at the end. And then they, these axes would come on and carry me off. And the kids would be like, oh, and the, the lesson was, you know, you can't save them all, kids. I don't know what the lesson was. I don't know. That one's a bitch. Um... But the last one, I eventually got fired from that job, uh, job because on, our, on the last assembly I did, it was at a primary school, and we went in, and I did my usual beaching at the front on the lower steps, and I had this little boy come up, and he was adorable, and he was just so intense, and he was just covering me in water, just absolutely drenched in water, rocking me back and forth, rocking me, going, don't die on me, Mr. Whale. And I was like, I'm clearly a lady, but I was, never mind. And he was rocking me. He was crying. He was looking into my eyes. He was like, don't die on me, covering me in flannels. And I looked at him, and he looked at me, and it came for the part where all the other whales swam off out of the hall, and I was left there 
the corpse of an unnamed species of whale that frequents the beaches in inner city Scotland. And eventually I thought, yes, I've got to do it. And I stood up and the actors went, sit down! And I stood up and I went, (laughs) and I swam off swam off the end and they said you're fine and I thought that kid it was worth it for that one kid and as I was getting changed out of my whale costume I would he came out of assembly and I said you're welcome and he said who, who are you who I was like you fucking lost me my best job best job of my life so far um what else do I do I'm just testing that out because that actually happened to me. How believable is that? (laughs) As a room, relatable in content? Do we think? We've all been there, dead at the front of a Scottish primary school. (sighs) The same primary school, I saw two older boys shoving a younger boy into a bin, saying, get in the bin, you prick. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's the best. Best thing. (laughs) Um, yeah what else about me before I swim off to the back of the room Um, what do I do Uh, yeah I love Bristol it's a great place I am a nanny here that's my job now nanny Uh, that means I just dispose of kids artwork in an outside bin (laughs) that's all I do Uh, and yeah I have I've got twin brother another thing about me people still ask us if we're identical (laughs) it's quite offensive isn't it because obviously we're not identical obviously he's my twin brother Uh, my willy is significantly larger than his I'm not a total loser not a loser (laughs) so my twin has just started doing stand up so that joke will stay in my routine until it dies I will do that joke forever. Um, yeah, a lot of people say, yeah, are you identical? Uh, we do have some similarities. Uh, we have found a lovely work-life balance. <laughs> By that, obviously, I mean we just take loads of MDMA. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. You've been lush, and have a great night. Eva <laughs> Bindaman, everyone! Uh- Lovely, bloody stuff. Good. Right, well, now's the, that's the end of the first section, which means we've got sort of about five, ten minute break. Go grab yourselves a drink, get back down, and we'll do, um, get back down, get back here, and uh, yeah, we'll get cracking on with the comedy. See you in a bit. Bye bye. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the stage, king of the stumble brag himself, it's Alex Kitson. <laughs> Was, uh, that was a, uh, I'd argue, unenthusiastic round of applause for my return. Um, how, how was everyone's break? Was it okay? Lovely yeah. stuff. Yeah, nice one. I, 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 I like comparing because um, you can just ask questions and people just go, woo, as an answer. Uh, and you just take that as fact. <laughs> it's gr- I wish I could do that in the street. Like if you see like a friend who you hadn't seen for a while and you don't really want to talk to them, you've got somewhere to be, you'd be like, oh, mate, I haven't seen you since year five. How have you been? And you're just like, woo, and you just move on with your day. Uh, I'd love that. would be great. Um, I, I ran into somebody... Um, I, I, I ran into somebody. I went to um, London last week for a, for a gig, um, and I ran into somebody I hadn't seen since, since school, um, who's now a professional artist. 
and he does like album covers. He did um, bloody uh, what were they called? Um, oh, it was it Dire Straits. Uh, they did, he did their latest album cover. Are they, have they broken up? It might be a different band. Um, he did one of those. He's basically, he's fucking killing it. And I, and I was like, oh, how did he go? And he went, oh, I'm great. Uh, that's, did anybody else say that? that, that that's a mark of a If anybody asks me, I don't care how good of a day I've had. Uh, I would just go, oh, fine. Um, I could be earning billions. I could have just uh, won the Olympic gold medal and they'd be like, oh, how how, how are you doing? I'd be like, oh, all right. I, uh, surviving. Um, fucking psychopath. He's so rich. Um, <laughs> uh, comedy, eh? Um, God, I've got no jokes this week. I hope you're prepared for that. Um, I, yeah, I, 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 I do have some occasionally, um, but I, I struggle because I find, I find doing comedy. I find two. I only find two things funny, um, and that is uh, toilet humour um, and singing when there shouldn't be singing. Uh, but good news for you guys. Um, that, that I have just shut myself. Uh, that's a bit of fun, isn't it? That's. <laughs> That's not, that's, that's sort of stupid and unfunny, which is a sort of <laughs> nasty combination. Nasty combination. T- take notes. They don't like stupid and unfunny. Um, I lie a lot on stage. I lie, I lie a lot on stage as well. Um, but I didn't actually realize how much I lied on stage um, until uh, Robert Mugabe told me. Um, he's a big fan. He's a big fan. Um, I, a bit of fun. No, I, 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 I don't do this full time, which will shock none of you. Um, not a huge amount of money in this. <laughs> Buy more drinks. I, um, but um, no, I, I actually, I, so I have so jobs on the side. I, I used to work in a um, school um, teaching kids with serious behavioural problems, um, but I got fired uh, because of my serious behavioural problems. Uh, that's. Ooh, oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Because it's nothing to do with that, but it's just wordplay. But good fun anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'd call that. That's it in the biz. They call that a mixed bag. Uh, <laughs> do you remember I said I looked like guy from Up? That was nice, wasn't it? Uh, that was real friendly and good. <laughs> uh, but the, the thing is, we're comparing. The thing is, we're comparing. You, you look like a young king comparing training. Um, <laughs> uh, is that you just got to get people to just sat down. You just got to talk for three minutes. Uh, they sit down and you bring on a proper comedian. Uh, that's what you do. <laughs> that was bad, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> like, I'm not an idiot. I do know when <laughs> things have gone. And you've told me, and that's good. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like an honest audience. With that in mind, start being less honest. Um, because your next acts are all fantastic and you need to wipe the cynicism off your face that you've established when I'm on stage. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. This is, remember when you're having fun? Um, dearie me. The, the smiling guy stopped smiling. Um, good news. Uh, your next act name's, <laughs> act's name is Henry Burton. He's absolutely great. He's coming a long way. So I, I, we'll, we'll start the pause from over here because that went really well last time. We'll, do, we'll start from here. Go round and go go one. Go crazy, Mr. Henry Burton. Hello, everybody. You guys all right? Yeah. Everyone looks worryingly younger than me. It's lovely. How are you guys doing? Are you all students? Is that what this, this thing's? No. no. I don't know what I expected. Do you all to be like yes immediately in synchro, which is lovely. Now I'm excited to be here. At, uh, I got my first review last week, which is great. Uh, someone described me as a bold performer, which is cool. Spelt bold with an A, which is a shame. But, <laughs> a bit annoying. 
So I'm trying to be positive about this situation here, right? Like, I try not to think of myself as losing hair. I try and think of it as gaining forehead. pretty bleak. It's got to the point now where if I accidentally take a picture of my own thumb, the phone recognises it as my face and tags me in it. Okay? Not a great point to be. But then I think insecurities are kind of a good thing because they make you challenge yourself, right? When I was a kid, I was really overweight. I was really insecure about it. But I still do things to push myself, like long-distance running. The other kids called it the 100 metres. Um, I'd listen to really confident 90s rappers like Snoop Dogg. You know, he'd be rapping about fat ass and titties, and I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> I've got those. <laughs> I was kind of a late bloomer, you know. Like, I think my sex life only really improved after puberty because that's when we got broadband. <laughs> because like, before the internet, it was a lot harder to know what you were going to get with porn. I remember finding a videotape hidden in my dad's desk uh, labelled Big Breasted Teen Gets Humiliated. I watched it. It turned out to be a video clip of me at sports day. (laughs) (laughs) But it is funny how you change as you get older. As a kid, I used to cry all the time. I was really emotional. But as an adult, I'm not like that at all. I I only cry at the big things. Do you know what I mean? I cried when our family dog got run over and I cried at my grandma's funeral. In a way, even that was kind of a happy kind of sadness because right until the end, my grandma was doing what she loved, walking our dog. (laughs) (laughs) It's fairly bleak, isn't it? It's fairly bleak. I'm trying to be a more compassionate person. I do spend a lot of my evenings doing volunteer work. Well, I mean this, you know. Like, for a while, I thought I'd go into teaching, but, like, there was too many horror stories from my girlfriend's school, where she works, just to make that clear. <laughs> now, my girlfriend's... So which, I saw you guys at the back. Are you guys a couple at the back? You had to look at her to be like, are we? Are we? <laughs> These two, yeah, you guys here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ha- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I came to escape. Um, how long have you guys been going out? Uh, nearly two years. Nearly two years. That's awesome. Round of applause for these guys. Lovely. <laughs> Thank you very much. So I've been going out with my girlfriend four years now, which is quite a long period of time. Like, that's the point where if I kneel down to do my laces in a nice restaurant, she just starts crying. <laughs> uh, she's obsessed with the idea of getting married in Italy. Like, we have to get married in Italy, but I'm, we're not Italian. I find that, I find that really weird. Like, she won't be fle- literally, the only bit she's willing to be flexible on is I don't have to be there. <laughs> right. But we're going to get married in Italy. That's the thing. Like, I, I, I'm too pathetic to argue. Right, the, the other day, right, I saw her, um, she ran a red light in the car, right? That happens to the best of us. But about 10 seconds before she did it, I saw she was going to do it, and I was too pathetic to have the argument. I actually, in my head, I weighed up how bad the crash might be <laughs> against how bad the argument might be. I was like, we're going less than 20, I'll take the crash. <laughs> All right? I think communication is important in relationship. My girlfriend says that when I text, I can sometimes come across as a bit distant and uncaring, which I don't think is fair. Like tonight, for example, she actually texts me saying, uh, I wish you were here, I love you. So I text her back saying, I love you too. I'll call you as soon as the gig is over. Just do what the midwife says. <laughs> Guys, what I'm trying to say is nobody in life is perfect and life can be challenging. And nowhere is this more evident than 99p Chat Magazine. <laughs> Have you guys seen these before? 
if you haven't read one of these magazines, they're pretty hard to describe. Imagine a book of puzzles, but in between every puzzle was a horrible story about child abuse. <laughs> right. I don't write them. They're just, they just... Right. But they've got these amazing real-life stories. For example, their front page, uh, Crushed to Death by Obese Babysitter. Uh, accident or murder, you decide. <laughs> Normally one for the justice system, not in this case. <laughs> you decide. Okay. Yeah. So what I've done here, guys, is just to show how ridiculous these real-life stories are, right? I've come up with some real ones and some fake ones. I want you to see if you can guess which ones are real and which ones are fake. Okay? Yeah, all right. Fingers above this. So... First one. Oh, yeah. Put your attention now. All right. So, bee sting turned my husband into a woman. True or false? False. False. It is true. It's a true story, yeah. Okay, next one. Don't look at me like I'm part of it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see that. All right, next one. All right, next one. Okay. Hubby cheated on me with my identical twin. That is true. Not clear from the story whether it was on purpose or accidentally. That is true. Okay. Next one. Allergic to my own face, did I ever stand a chance? It is false. One person believed it. That's good enough for me. All right, final one. Okay, this is the toughest one. Ready? Okay. My husband has two brains, and both of them hate me. True or false? What are you thinking? It is true. It is true. And I've read the article, you do side with the husband's two brains. <laughs> but probably my favourite part of this magazine is the letters page, all right, where a collection of people, all of whom seem to be called Joan from Dorset, um, <laughs> write their letters in. Uh, and this is an absolute pleasure. Um, again, so this lady's written here saying... Um, I've kept my kids entertained for hours by making hats out of old cereal packets. They're incredibly simple. Assume she means the hats. Not the... <laughs> 25 quid. She's got for writing that in, right? And a lot of open mic comedians will tell you that is a lot of money. All right? So that is my new aim now. I'm getting nothing from the comedy. Uh, my aim now is to try and write, uh, to try and get a letter printed and get the money, right? So here, what I've done, I've spotted the way they do these. And it seems to be you start off with something quite an upbeat, nice tone and get... Unexpectedly bleak towards the end. So these are letters I've written, okay? So here's, let's see if I can get these printed. This summer we took loads of embarrassing pictures of my youngest son Timmy running around the edge of the children's pool in his favourite Toy Story pants. He's 38 and works there as a janitor. It's <laughs> pretty good. Next one we're going for is uh, sometimes they have little headlines as well. I've called this one What a Prankster. <laughs> My husband's always playing pranks, so this year we got our own back on him by changing the numbers on his insulin pen. You should have seen the look on his face as he was brought round by paramedics. <laughs> I think that's a, a best one there. Um, there is no, no ending to that. I bet you're just left with a feeling of sadness inside you. Um, other things in this magazine, since to save you buying a copy. Uh, you're a student. It's 99p. is a lot of money. Isn't it? So, um, a lady here advertising uh, guinea pigs. Um, to buy, which are a great present if um, you're afraid of commitment. <laughs> Has anyone ever had guinea pigs before? Growing up? Yeah, they are genuinely difficult to keep alive. Right? So guinea pigs, 
They have little weak hearts. So when there's loud noises, their hearts just stop. So you'd be like, hi. They'd be like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> right. We spent months trying to keep our guinea pigs alive growing up. We'd like wrap the cage, keep them away from the cat and everything. And then next door had a fireworks evening. Came back. It was like Pompeii. If I could draw a graph of how sad this set has got against time, it just, I'm tinkering with it, guys. You've been very, very patient. Thank you. All right, I'll finish up. So the final, my, my, my final uh, part of the magazine is, um, basically, there is a, a GP here who gives fairly half-hearted medical advice to uh, women from Kent. Um, and I'm actually a medical professional myself. And to be honest, it, it does slightly annoy me that there is someone giving out half-hearted advice for private profit, because, frankly, I wish they'd told me. Um, <laughs> Some fantastic stuff here, because I'm trying to ch- change my career path a little bit. Not this, obviously. Um, but I'm trying to change my career path a little bit. Like, I try, for a while, I, uh, I did medical student interviews. Are there any medical students in? No. Fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> but like, I, was trying to, I did the interviews, and I, I like to ask the students hard questions. It's hilarious, because medical students, they clearly have no concept of how bad things are going to be in actual NHS work, right? Like, you're like, how are you going to deal with stress? And they're like, well, I play the clarinet. <laughs> and you can sell that clarinet to buy Valium. Right. Some of them are a bit arrogant as well, and they're the ones I like to try and mess with by asking a question that they know there's no good answer to. Like, which one ethnicity would you not treat and why? <laughs> and whatever they say, just be like, that nah, was pretty racist. <laughs> yeah. I think they've got to be honest. The reason I got into medicine, I, I, medicine for me was always glamorous, right? When I was a kid, medicine was a glamorous thing. I remember being on a train as a kid and a lady passing out in her chair and slipping onto the floor, right? And there was panic. No one knew what to do until one guy stood up and went, excuse me, I'm a doctor. Now, it turned out that lady had accidentally overdosed on her painkillers, but the doctor recognized it and kept her alive. And I remember thinking, that is what I want to do. I want to try tramadol. Guys, thank you very much. I've had a pleasure. Thank you. Happy birthday, everyone. Uh, let's keep that going for Mr. Rob Orton. Good evening, Bristol. My name is Rob Orty, and I'm from Gloucester. And I know what you're thinking, what a shithole. <laughs> but it's not a bad place. We have a beautiful cathedral, which has a cake shop run by our most famous resident, Rose West. <laughs> and by that statement, you can probably tell that I'm single. <laughs> I use dating sites. I've had success. I met somebody once. We connected on all levels. Music, ideals, personality. Neither of us had one. But there were two things that fucked it up for us both. She had OCD, and I live in a shit tip. (laughs) So my relationship lasted up until she visited my shit tip. (laughs) Two weeks, she dumped me. I was devastated. I don't blame her for dumping me, but before she left, she never tied it up. (laughs) Besides, if she had OCD, surely she would have come back for more sex. Um, I don't have a lot going for me. I have a cold for nine months of the year. For three months, I have hay fever. (laughs) 
I'm very uncomfortable around the opposite sex because of my erection. (laughs) And work for my local council as a custodian because I'm unskilled, shit under pressure, and have emotional outbursts over the smallest things. My erection. (laughs) Why can't you grow like my feet? I'm also a terrible driver. Took me a long time to pass my driving test. My instructor once told me that he thought that people who struggle to learn to drive are of high intelligence. Very kind of him to say so, because he's now in a wheelchair. I like the groans. I've also had that test where I pretty much failed at the beginning, and this was because I drove into the test centre. You may wonder what my examiner said. My examiner said, Shit! He's now in a coma. But I failed a lot of tests on reversing. I reversed into a tree, a cat, a dog, a fox, a badger, a grizzly bear, a miner. But fuck knows how I ended up in a mine shaft. But eventually I did pass. And uh, I've been driving for several years now, and let's face it, I got here tonight in one piece. The car isn't. (laughs) But my problem was I was always a nervous learner, and then I became a nervous driver. And do you know the thing that makes a nervous driver more nervous? Nervous passengers. Because before I get into the car, I'm already nervous, but now I'm aware my passenger's nervous, which makes me feel more nervous, which makes my passenger feel more nervous. And do you know what adds to the anxiety in rural Britain? Sheep in the road. Because sheep are naturally nervous. I'm nervous. My passenger's nervous. It's the potential for a disaster on the scale of Chernobyl. By the way, did anybody actually watch that TV series, Chernobyl? I learned so much from that. For example, I never knew that the side effect of a nuclear explosion was for Russians to speak fluent English. (laughs) But let's picture a scenario. I'm out in my car, and let's just pretend I'm on a date. She's nervous because I'm driving, and my erection. (laughs) And we're approaching sheep in the road. And I'm thinking to myself, you're on a date, don't fuck it up. But then my date says to me, Rob, yes, there are sheep on the road. I know I'm aware of that. Stay calm. The worst thing you can tell a nervous person to do is to stay calm because they're trying not to be nervous and now I'm going to fuck things up. So not only am I nervous, she's nervous, the sheep in the road are nervous, the engine in my car's nervous. Rob, there's sheep in the road. I know I can see that. Stay calm. I am calm, but why do sheep come out into the middle of the road to graze when there's no fucking grass there? Brum, nah, brum, brum, nah, brum, nah, nah, brum. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, I'm single. Thank you very much for listening. My name's Rob Orty. Good night. Oh, there is Rob Orty, everyone. Uh, bloody me. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I passed my driving test last year. I, um, I, I and I, yeah, I got, I, I, I got um, six minors, but they shouldn't have been playing the road like that. 
Um, that's the, that's the, I cut that joke 14 months ago. Uh, I thought if there's now, there's a time. Uh, <laughs> right, are you ready for your ride after this section? Yeah. Lovely bloody stuff I know is providing a So go, give us the start of your applause. And go wild, you're crazy. Vanya Pele, no relation. <laughs> um, people are always saying things about me. They're always saying, oh, God, she's mad. She's crazy. She's insane. She's crazy. She's crazy. <laughs> crazy for feeling so lonely. Crazy talented. <laughs> Crazy, crazy for feeling so blue. I knew <laughs> you'd love me as long as you wanted. Leave me, leave me for somebody new. Worry. Why should I let myself worry? Wondering what in the world I would do. But I am on antidepressants. Crazy (laughs) for thinking that my love would hold you. Crazy for trying. Crazy for crying and I'm crazy for loving you (laughs) can go say hi anyway thank you very much um yeah so actually um so uh I've written a, a series of poems um I fancy myself as a poet and I also fancy 1997 Tony Blair So I've uh, I've written a few poems. Um, they're they're poems about about being a woman, um, lady poems, if you will, poemettes, <laughs> poemines, Mrs. Poem. <laughs> okay, so the first poem, basically, I'm really sex positive, but a lot of people aren't. A lot of people are. Um, you know, it's uh, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, when you aren't, when you're like um, a young girl, and maybe you're a bit awkward about sex because your face hasn't grown into your teeth yet. Maybe, <laughs> like, well, maybe like, yeah. You just sometimes like it's a bit hard, but you get labelled. Uh, you get labelled, and um, one word that gets thrown around a lot is uh, frigid. So. I, it's true, okay, um, bloody hell, uh, yeah, so I wrote, um, I wrote a poem about what it's like to be called, uh, frigid, um, and it's called Frigid as a Fridge. (laughs) A fridge is frigid, cold, unresponsive, boring, a fridge is frigid. 
icy, passionless, uncaring. A fridge is frigid because it won't have sex with me. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, so the next poem is... How's it going? Uh, my name is Barry. Uh, I'm Pravanya's alter ego, the uh, Sasha Fierce to her Beyonce, if you will. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm a 57-year-old management consultant at IBM. And, uh, well, you know, like, lads down pub told me I was funny, so I was like, well, I'll give a stand-up thing a go. All right, anyway, anyway, all right, all right, all right, let's get, let's go with it. All right, all right. Anyone in here got a phone? You got a phone? You got a phone? You got, you got a phone? Anyone got a phone? Yeah, yeah. Or well, I got a phone too. It's not just for you young ones. Barry's got a phone too. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Taking those uh, self photos or uh, selfos, as the kids call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a phone, and I love my phone. I love it. But I tell you what, I don't like. Tell you what I don't like. These phones, right? When you get them, you gotta get a phone contract. And these contracts, they're expensive, they're difficult to negotiate. I'll tell you what, if I wanted an expensive, difficult to negotiate contract, I'll divorce my wife again. <laughs> yeah, so my wife did leave, she did leave. Yeah, it's alright, it's alright. So more time for Barry, Bachelor Barry. Although I'll tell you what. The house is, uh, it's getting a bit messy. It's getting a bit messy, yeah. Um, yeah, it's getting a bit messy, and pff, I'm not going to clean it. <laughs> so I thought, I thought, Barry, you've got to do something about this. You've got to do something about this. So, uh, got myself a housekeeper. It's the ex-wife. She kept the house! <laughs> she kept the... <laughs> she, uh, she, uh, kept the kids too, but, oh, yeah, that's enough about my wife. <laughs> Borat. Yeah. No, no, enough about, yeah, enough about my wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, what you all came here for. The main attraction, ladies. I'm looking at you. <laughs> my penis. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Dick jokes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let me, let me think. I got one, got one. All right, so I went into uh, work the other way, other day. Oh, not wearing any trousers, cheeky. <laughs> Boss got a bit mad, jealous. <laughs> Turns out he had a boner to pick with me. Boner, like pick, like pick, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, after this disciplinary and the redundancy, um, I had a lot of spare time. 
uh, a lot of spare time for the bloody boys. Yeah. <laughs> me and the lads. Let me tell you something. Although I can't tell you too much because you know what they say. What happens at Swindon Casino stays at Swindon Casino. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Oh, yeah, I mean, oh, the times we have. But before I go into that, I think I'm going to get to know you guys a little bit, yeah. All right, what's your name, sir? William. William? More like wanker. Oh, oh I take it too far sometimes. But what can I do? What can I do? Barry says it as it is. Wanker, wanker, fit, wanker. Curtain, table, red, green. I'm colourblind. All right. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, okay. What about you? What's, uh, what's your name? Uno. Uno. Wanker! <laughs> all right. Oh, we have fun. Uno, Uno, we're having fun. We're having fun. We're having fun. Oh, we got a lady. <laughs> we got a lady in the house. A lady. Oh, a lady. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding with you. I'm a... I'm a real feminist. I love the ladies. <laughs> and they love me. <laughs> Sometimes. Alright. Uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, sorry. You know what, guys? Some people, you know, some people love me. Some people hate me. I'm like Marmite. Yeasty. <laughs> Alright. Alright, okay. Alright. So the lads. The lads. Alright, you got me. Barry. Or as they call me Johnny. Because I never go anywhere without one of... Alright. Okay. I left my condoms at home, but it's fine. Uh, then, you got a booze boy. He brings the booze. Bus boy. He brings the bus. <laughs> Friendzo. Wank is always getting friendzoned. <laughs> and, of course, Kevin. Anyway, uh, and the nights we have. Honestly, absolutely, the nights we have. It's mad. Absolutely crazy. The crazy, crazy nights we have. Anyway, uh, so, Swindon Casino, what was Reverend poem, women can be reverends too. <laughs> um, so, this last poem, and then I will leave you, I think. Yes. Um, so, this, this last poem, um, it's about body image, basically, because I think um, a lot of people suffer with body image and how they look 
And it took me a long time to look in the mirror and actually sort of be okay with what I saw. Um, so this is this poem. In the mirror, finally, I see my perfect body. And that's called Topless Photo of Tony Blair in the Reflection of My Mirror. Thank you very much. I've been from dancing, singing, magic. Um, right. Um, that's the end of the second section. But oh, but we've got the third section. What? So, okay. Right, I'm there. Go over there, grab a drink, and I'll see you back here in about five, ten minutes. Yeah, five, ten. See you in a bit. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the return to the stage of the man who sparks joy. It's Alex Kitson. Hello, hello, hello. We have, we have a good second break. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cheers. I appreciate that. I needed that. That was, that, that was left very hanging, and you really helped me out. I didn't have... Yeah, cheers. Appreciate it. I, um, also, this, this table's abandoned me, so I think you're now the, uh, the focus of it. Yeah, it's, um, it's a show. I, I, they gave me a quite a nice eye line, but now, poor bang. Um, <laughs> where, where, where have they all gone? You're, you're still here. You're still smiling away. Um, yeah, appreciate it. He, he'd, he'd never leave me. Um, that's good, that's good stuff. So I, I, I know you guys know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but how, how, how do you, how do you all meet? What's the, what's the story? Uh, lots of fear to school in. I don't know. I, I, this is not. I learn anything. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you like our set? I, uh, yeah, yeah. It is a guitar. Yeah. Um, I. It, it's not there for any bridges. Has this guitar got any special meaning? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's, nine, nine, nine years has got no special meaning. It's also quote absolutely fucked. Um, good stuff. Yeah, it's donated. Ah, there's a, that's a lovely coded word for found. Um, good. Yeah. No, but that's that's addressing. That was a big week when that got installed. Um, huge. Um, do you, I mean, so what do you do? Do you are you all actors or you do help? Backstage, yeah, it's um because you do woodwork and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, are you all, yeah, bloody, I can't, I, I, I've never built anything in my life. Can you tell? That is, oh, yeah. Look at you, Yarling Keys. Yeah, oh, dearie me. Um, I mean, this side, they're all like, oh, very well. They're loving the Allen Key chat. That's uh, absolute. <laughs> Rarely gone so well in like a microclimate. Um, good stuff. Um, thanks for coming. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I'll, I'll, I'll bore you a bit, then we will get the um, next act on. Because um, no, because I, as, I, as I've said multiple times uh, over time, I've, I've moved home um, and I, I moved back in, um, moved back into the family home um, because I'm uh, smashing the tits off comedy. That is, uh, <laughs> that's the, that's the phrase for it. That's uh, that's what's going on. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's not great because I, I, I do feel like I'm, I'm just living back with my mum and dad. I feel like I'm, I'm becoming a teenager again. Like I'm properly regressing. I just feel like I'm 15 again. Like I'm, I'm getting spots. 
I'm putting on my weight. I'm arguing with my dad. I'm breastfeeding. I, um, it's really weird. I, uh, um, I, um, and it's made worse because my, um, as I said before, my parents moved house. They moved somewhere with no, uh, internet, no phone and, uh, no TV. And like, I, and, and I, I don't want to sound like too millennial. Um, but I am seriously struggling. I, um, I, cause it, like the internet's so, like, in, the internet, especially because it's so intertwined with, like, everything we do. Like, uh, and I'm trying to find ways to do the sort of live without the internet. And, like, I, so I've just found myself just, like, shouting what I had for lunch out the window. Um, just wondering aloud what this rash means. Uh, I don't know how many have ever gone to go watch porn live. Uh, it's not the same. Um, they kick you out. Um, Sharpish. Um, they don't like you being there. I, it's like, but we don't have any. We don't have any so it's like going back to the Victorian era. And the things we sit round, we play cards, we beat my brother to death for being left-handed. It's uh, it's nice. My sister's got cholera. I, um, but I, I'm, I'm not minding being at home because I, I get to hang out. I get to hang out with my brother again, which I, I mean, it sounds like he's, been, he's got out of jail. But no, um, <laughs> it's so good to have him back. Um, but no, it's just because you know he's been at school. I've been living here, and um, I, I forgot how stupid he was um, but he's, he's really I, 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 I do uh, get on with him but he's like the other day we were chatting and um, he, and he was um, describing something and he was just like oh well you know it, it, it's just potato potato um, I was like sorry Greg so I, I, I think it's uh, potato potato and he was like no I've figured two different potatoes I um, <laughs> it was a special but I've, I've been that kind of it was just so convincing. It was right. I think that's the kind of place. I think that's actually quite common where I'm from because I'm from a small town. I mean, called, um, called Tiverton. And, oh, I'll, 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 no, I'll tell you this first. Uh, the other thing he said. I forgot the other thing he said. We were watching, we were watching TV and um, someone, a, a lady came on from the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh. <laughs> 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 was that a burp or a yawn or both? That is, uh, <laughs> that was a me- an amazing sound. That was... <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I'll let, let that settle. That's um, yeah. If, if, if Max wants to jump in anymore, <laughs> lovely. He's he's, <laughs> he's so pissed. I um, I no, we were, um, that's one clap. I'll take it. Um, I, I, we were watching TV and some a lady came on from the London Philharmonic Orchestra, and he was like, "Oh, I didn't realize she could be part of the London Philharmonic Orchestra." Because I thought to be part of the London Philharmonic Orchestra, uh, you had to be called Phil. Um, <laughs> you thought it had to be a bunch of harmonic Phils. Um, it's a real fucking moron. Um, but no, I, 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 because I, I think it's the town I'm from. Because I, and I'll say stories demonstrates that I. Tim is just like a town full of people like that. And um, and I, I went to the 24-hour Tesco. We've got a 24-hour Tesco. I hate to brag. I, we've got a 24-hour Tesco. And I went to it the other day. And um, and I, I went up, and there's a security guard. And it was about 10 p.m. The security guard um, said, oh, sorry, mate, you can't come in. Uh, we're closing. Um, I said, no. <laughs> You're a 24-hour Tesco. Um, he said, no, but we close at 10. I thought I thought you'd be open. He went, well, we're not. Um, I said sorry. I saw the sign and just assumed. Uh, and um, and he went, well, you know, you can't believe everything you read. Um, <laughs> he was like, that's how Brexit happened. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, fucking pizza. I, there's nothing you can say to that. Uh, you go, bro. Revoke. I don't know. Um, good fun. Right. That is enough shit, I think. Uh, we've got the, the fantastic final section com- coming up. So, for the far, I'll, I'll turn to this corner again for the, uh, what's the word for not penultimate, but the other one? Um, the trenultimate? We'll, we'll, we'll vibe it for the trenultimate time tonight. We'll go from here. It's pretty rad. Go on, you're All right. All right. Who is nailing life right now? Nailing life. Exactly. Yeah. My people. My people. I'm not nailing life. Yesterday, I uh, uh, went home at 10 a.m. and uh, woke up at 12, lunchtime. So hungover. Got no money. Dead hungry. No food in. Ordered a Domino's on PayPal credit. Yep. And that's not the first time I've done that either. So when someone goes through my accounts, it'll just look like I got into serious debt because I'm obsessed with Home Alone. <laughs> so that's me. Although on the other hand, I did have a, a life-affirming realisation recently. Carrots are incredibly versatile. Ooh. Yeah, you know, ladies, you know. <laughs> 47p for a bag. Yeah, you can boil them, mash them, use them as little stilts for your fingers. They don't help you see in the dark, though. That's a lie. But they are very good for terrifying men at night. If you're in a sketchy area and you're a bit concerned, get a girthy carrot, (laughs) strap it to the inside of your trouser leg, and then if a seedy guy approaches you, just drop your trousers and threaten him with your veggie dick. (laughs) Show me your hummus, boy! (laughs) Show me your hummus! (laughs) Exactly, they don't like it. I'll leave you alone. So my nan has died 17 times. About that. Every time I've got like an obligation I want to get out of, nanny gets the big C. <laughs> Annoyingly, she did actually get the big C and bloody went and popped her clogs, didn't she? So, no, don't, oh, like, God. <laughs> don't ruin the vibe. Jeez, I gave it to her. <laughs> radiating her, getting a microwave, just putting her in her head, arms, limb by limb. Uh, but yeah, so she died. And uh, because likes are uh, currency these days, I publicized her death on Instagram. So I shot myself in the foot there, because now everyone knows she's dead. Um, and now so it gives me a bit of a dilemma, right? Like, what, what relative can I give a tumor to next? Uh, mate, what's your name? Uh, oh, yeah, you on earlier? Yeah. Oh, I'll ask someone else. You, what's your name? Oh, my name is Sean. Sean, uh, if you had a shift at work you wanted to get out of, which family member would you give cancer to? Um, my brother, maybe? Yeah. Your brother? You've made a rocky mistake, mate, because that's too intimate. That's too close. That is immediate family members. People are too sympathetic. They'll care. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. You could kill him off. Kill him right off. What kind? Uh, actually, what's your name? Cameron. Cameron. If you had a benign tumor, keep it nice. <laughs> what would it smell like? 
carrots. Okay. Nice. Organic or oh, how what? What kind of carrot? Oi! What kind of carrot? Weird. Because the thing is, like, you've got to be careful when you're killing off a relative. Like I said, you don't want to get too close. It's, it's too much, and you, you don't want the light. Rel- like, oh, grandparents, it's fine. People expect it. They'll be sympathetic, but not overly so. I'm thinking, because I don't ever want kids, right? So I can kill off my fictional kids. I mean, <laughs> the problem is I've never mentioned them before, so that's a bit weird. Like, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, people are like, oh, you'll change your mind. You'll want them one day. I don't. Last year, I tried, I went to the docks to try and get sterilized. Not like the docks is in the fishing docks. <laughs> I didn't like bowl up to my mate Dan in Grimsby and be like, Oi, mate, sterilize me. Just butcher me here. <laughs> He'd have jumped at the chance, to be honest. <laughs> He'd have fucking loved it. Um, do you want to butcher me? Oi, mate, do you want to butcher me? Yeah? All right, good, because the doctor won't do it. (laughs) She said, right, so the doctor, she turned around to me, and after meeting me for, like, a minute, she was like, well, I'm not going to do it, because I think you'll make a yummy mummy. Yep. Those exact words came out of her mouth. Disgusting, right? Disgusting. And that rhyming couplet filled me with so much rage. You know, like, when people, like, see an accident, they get filled with adrenaline so they can pick up cars? I got that like supernatural strength that I just put my own arm through my vagina, wangled it around, ripped out my womb there and then, and then said, how's that for yummy, eh? Um. <laughs> so, uh, lads, what I'm trying to say, if you want a, a bareback ride... Well, your only worry is uh, burning Pete and the AIDS. Hit me up. You can splash your semen all over my barren land. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel sick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you ever think about your own death? <laughs> Are you thinking about it now? <laughs> My dream death is to go off... Um... <laughs> We've all got them. What's your, what's your name, love? What's your dream death? Weird. <laughs> Someone's clearly happy. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, my dream death is to go off uh, the Olympic ski jump, like 60 feet high, completely nail it on the way down. I'm talking backflip. Double backflip. Triple turkey swizzler splash dive. New move. I'll make it up. And then uh, gravity freaks out. Plummet to my death. My limbs fly everywhere. My right ass cheek ends up in a kid's drink. <laughs> but because I was so beautiful on the way down, I still win the gold. And my loved one is forced to hold my decapitated head up to the podium. I'm there looking like Pete Burns. Post-op, obviously. Who here actually doesn't know who Pete Burns is? Oh, you're all so young. <laughs> Look him up. You'll really appreciate it afterwards. It's a visual joke. You're really... 
Uh, who else would it like? Actually, Michael Mac- my mother once, we don't talk a lot, but she texts me out the blue and just said, you look like Michael McIntyre, lol. <laughs> that was it. Nothing else. <laughs> Which is why, like, on my YouTube channel, it might be like, uh, the videos that get recommended afterwards are videos of Michael McIntyre. <laughs> Which, comedy-wise, I don't think is appropriate, but <laughs> I hope not. Uh, so yeah, that's Michael McIntyre. Um, body positivity is a big thing, right, at the moment. People are like, oh, you should love your body. You are flawless, just the way you are. But what about if parts of your body are disgusting? Right? I always get a rash on my ass, no matter how much talcum powder I use. <laughs> Bottle a day. <laughs> Honestly, in my bedroom looks like the Gallagher's have had a very good time. <laughs> but really, I'm just trying to prevent chub rub. Like, seriously, my thighs rub together so violently, if I happen to walk across some wood, it immediately sparks a campfire. <laughs> Great if I was trying to attract Boy Scouts, but I'm not actually a paedophile. <laughs> Do you still listen to Gary Glitter, though? Because bangers. Absolute bangers. And um, my tits, to me, look like fermented Chinese dumplings, just hanging around. And... Uh, Feet, feet are gross. Like, no, like, uh, I always, my, the dead skin on my feet gets so thick, I've had to start breaking into building sites to use their industrial sanders. <laughs> Just rubbing it. Hi. Hi, Dave, how's it going? Brown sauce on your sandwich today, spicy. <laughs> Who's familiar with the condiment daddy's sauce? You've never heard of it? Anyone here heard of it? Yeah, yeah right, it exists, I'm not making it up, it wasn't some sinister thing my dad made. <laughs> Either way, it shouldn't exist. <laughs> it should not exist. And um, yeah, that's uh I think. Do you know what the trick is to truly being okay with your body? Never fucking look at it. <laughs> Simple. The only time you should look at your body in all of its veiny glory is when you're several vodkas deep. That way, you can look in the mirror and be like, "Yeah, I'm Caucasian, but I do look like Beyonce." I've got body dysmorphia in the fact that I think I wear stuff. I definitely can't. This top is for a fully grown child. Like, I'm, I'm forcing myself in. I, I've been stretching it all day. I've just been at home doing this. Yeah! Oh. But yes, and then like, yeah, so I'll be swaggering around on holiday in like crop tops and short shorts. And then my sisters will try and show me a picture. And I'll just grab their phone and throw it straight out the window. Ignorance is bliss, guys. So, uh, Neil Buchanan. Do we know Neil Buchanan? Yeah, right, okay. He touched my bottom once. I was an adult, it's fine. <laughs> but less art attack, more arse attack! Am I right? <laughs> he was the presenter of art attack, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think, to be honest with you, I think I'll just leave you on that. <laughs> I've been Laura Fell. This has been a delight. <laughs> See you later. Um, then Laura's on and um, there's someone in the back of the, one of my favourite reactions to a joke ever he just went <laughs> this is quite a lot uh, <laughs> um, good fun right are you ready for your next act yeah. another some of those door wine main right go mad go crazy uh, come on <laughs> hello um yeah 
I've had a weird weekend. Hello. Uh, so, tomorrow, I'm very excited about tomorrow, because it won't be this weekend anymore. It's a long story, I promised David I wouldn't mention it and ruin his set. So, uh, <laughs> I can't stop thinking about, I've had a really bad weekend, it's a long story. I'm trying to focus, ah, fuck it, I shouldn't have come on stage. Um, right, so... Tomorrow. Tomorrow is exciting because tomorrow I'm going to Birmingham. I'm doing a show as part of the Birmingham Comedy Festival. I'm very much looking forward to it. My show, thank you, yeah, my show is called Laugh Till It Hurts, a BDSM comedy show. It is an hour of jokes about my massive passion and love for the BDSM and kink community, of which I am a big part. Uh, I love it. I have a fantastic time. My birthday's coming up next week, and if I told you what I have planned for my birthday party, you wouldn't believe me. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it, although I am a little bit anxious about it because I do the show anonymously. Uh, basically, uh, I'm just a little bit anxious about being out there as a guy who does BDSM, mostly because I work freelance. And so I'm constantly applying for new jobs, and I'm petrified that one of my prospective employers is going to Google my name, and that this is going to be the first thing that comes up when they do. Because I could be wrong about this, but I don't think having enough jokes about BDSM to fill an hour of stand-up comedy is necessarily the kind of thing that people are looking for in a sustainability engagement coordinator. <laughs> I could be wrong. But it's a good show. It's a good show. It's called, uh, I describe it to people as like Fifty Shades of Grey, but funny on purpose. Which is a good line. Um, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Worked in Edinburgh. Um, I'm really excited to be doing it in Birmingham, though, because I went to university in Birmingham. Um, and in the University of Birmingham, in the, the student union, they have a fetish society. Uh, I know, right? I, I'm a stu- does any students in? We've got some students in? Where, Bur- Bristol? Yeah. No, no fetish society that you're aware of? Not that you're aware of. <laughs> Start one. It's great. Um, I was never part of the University of Birmingham Fetish Society, uh, although I wish I had been. Uh, I really, really regret never having joined up, because it looks like a lot of fun. Um, what was it? Uh, yeah, no, and they, like I should explain, right? Because they are a legit society. They're on the same level, and they get the same amount of attention. They get a stall at Freshers' Fair next to the Debate Society and the student theatre groups. And as far as I can tell, they're exactly the same, except occasionally they get laid. Um, um, but uh, yeah I never joined the closest I ever came to joining the University of Birmingham Fetish Society was one day I was in the student union building with some friends and someone came rushing over to us and they're like guys I was just walking down that corridor I looked through a window it was Fetish Society there was about 20 of them all in a big circle in the middle there was a topless woman holding a knife and all my friends were like oh my god that's crazy and I was like oh my god was it a big knife? Like, just a little bit weird. Um, the, uh, the thing that I've discovered about them recently is because I've obviously got in touch and invited them to the show tomorrow. And it sounds like dozens of them are coming. It's going to be great. Um, but in like getting in touch with them, uh, I found their calendar of events for the first half of 2019. And oh my God, I'm now so angry with myself for never having joined up because it sounds amazing. Right? The only thing about it that is a bit weird is that all of the rooms that you can like hire out for your theater rehearsal or your spanking demonstration in the student union building, they're all named after like significant people from history. 
which means that their first event of the year, back in the start of January, was a session on rope tying and bondage. Uh, and it was held in the Nelson Mandela room. Which feels a bit weird. They had a session at the end of term, which was all about uh, the best slash worst erotica they'd found over the, the years. And that one was held in the J.R.R. Tolkien room. This feels kind of appropriate. The least appropriate one, the least appropriate one, is Valentine's Day anal talk. And that one was held in the Rosa Parks room. Which is especially inappropriate because her thing was very much about being in the front. I'll take away. I'll take away. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go. This has been really fun. Cheers. Have a good night. Hello everyone. Uh, <laughs> that that Rosage Park joke is fucking solid. Take a look at yourselves. I, um, are you ready for the final act of the night? Yeah. Nobody's done. His name's David Hawes. So, yeah, for the final time. Nobody's done. Let's go on. Let's go on. Hello, my name's David Hoare. I have slightly more sex than Dorian. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, my name's David Hoare. I'm a legitimate whore. Uh, business isn't going well at the moment. Here's a song about that. I can't get it up. 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 I can't get it up those stairs. That's a song called How I Got Fired as a Delivery Boy. <sighs> I have never used head and shoulders to clean my shoulders. I'm like a bird or shit on your car. I don't know where the loo is, but I know where my poo is. I'm like a bird or crap on your car. Crap on your car! And you'll know if I hate ya, cause I'll make you use a scraper. You know when you shave and it comes back and it's really itchy? Well, I've just trimmed my pubes for the first time. <laughs> I found the longest hair on my body was a pubic hair that was longer than my ding dong. And I went to go show my girlfriend. And I was like, this is amazing. And she, was, she didn't smile. She just said, maintain yourself. It's horrible. And who am I to disagree with my girlfriend? She's a scientist. She's a microbiologist. She knows about bacteria and diseases. She handles them every day. And all I know is that if I ever get, if we ever break up, I'm definitely going to get gonorrhea. Just not the fun way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, 
great. Yeah, so um, we've been with my girlfriend for six years. Everyone's questions about it tend to be the same thing. So I'd just like to address them all in this song. Everybody wants me to get on my knees and give my girlfriend a ring. But she already has the perfect ring. Her grandmother gave it to her. That's called genetics. Her grandmother loves that song. <laughs> She's like, um, yeah, so, um, God, I'm really not good at remembering this today. Um, so I recently just left my shitty job. Thank you. And I have no prospects. You sound so much more optimistic than my mum. Um, so uh, I'm basically trying to look for new forms of income. So if anyone needs a theme tune writing for your YouTube channel or like podcast or anything. I've just been um, uh, commissioned by the BBC to write the theme tune for their new bird watching TV show. Thank you. So I'd just like to perform that for you now. Show us your tits, nature. Get your woodpecker out for the ladies for. Show us a booby, a cock or two on CBBC at a quarter past two. Oh, thank you. And that's for a show called Look at that fucking bird with Vinnie Jones. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, nice. Um, so, fucking this Right. Uh, you're right, pal. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Um, great. So, um, I. Uh, I am writing songs, but it's really hard to write songs because um, it's really hard to write funny songs because the funniest songwriter of our generation is topping the charts all the time, and you just can't hope to compete with that. And I am, of course, talking about Ed Sheeran. My favorite Ed Sheeran song, of course, is the one where he goes, Last night you were in my room, and now my bedsheets smell like you. Like, what did you do after that, Ed, you sticky ginger? <laughs> um, speaking of which, what was your name, pal? Alex. Alex. Okay, can I, I, I've got a question to ask. Is that all right? Can I ask you a question? Cool, cheers, man. <laughs> How many wanks is too many wanks? How many wanks is too many wanks? How many wanks is too many wanks on a family holiday? Two? Jesus, only got a day? Wow! You kinky bastard. Um, the only reason I ask is my girlfriend and I we recently went on holiday. Um, we went to uh, a cabin in the woods, very secluded. And my friend Jeremy just thought it said cabin in the woods in my calendar. And he just was like, Dave! Are you shagging, Dave? Are you shagging? And I was like, No. My girlfriend and I have been together for six years. You know, if you can find a sex position that me and my girlfriend haven't tried, you've obviously found one that isn't missionary. 
I say that we did try one. We did try something that wasn't missionary once, and now we don't celebrate Valentine's Day. <laughs> Look at this thick old willy I found in my grandmother's basement. I used to play with it when I was young. Well, you can tell by the markings on the side that it's Victorian, and you've kept it in excellent condition. I say it's worth between three and five hundred pounds. Gosh. That's a song called The Antiques Chode Show. Uh, great. Um... I've done everything I planned to do, so I guess it's just the hits now. Um, this is another song about my girlfriend. My poop scooping baby is driving me crazy. What are you cleaning up that poop for? We don't have a dog. I uh, didn't always have a girlfriend, though, guys. I had some formative years. Here's a song about that. It's called uh, David's Adventures in Amsterdam. How much is that lady in the window? The one with the big black dildo. How much is that lady in the... Oh my God, it's a man! (laughs) He might have been Jesus, I'm not entirely sure. Um... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so uh, my mum says my songs are a bit niche. And that I'm never going to earn any money from them. So in order to try and please my mum, I'm going to try and write a song to get into the top 40. So I've listened to the top 40, and this is my first attempt. Because she means everything to me. Everything. Everything. Because she means everything to me. Everything. Everything. She's got expensive taste. I've got a golden dick. She licks my family jewels. She tastes my heritage. I bridge the gap between her gap and my face. I want this bitch to know when I come she's in first place. Cause she means everything to me. Everything. Everything. Dick my dick my dick my dick my dick my dick in a veg. Asking her what she wants so that we are both on the same page. Shakespeare said, if music be the food of love, play on. Well, tonight the food is my dong and you've got a blow to play this song. Because she means everything to me. Everything. Everything. That was for my mum. Thank you very much. I've been David Horry. Dress the evening guy. Right, um, uh, and that's the end of the show. Oh, what? Um, uh, and uh, and now for everyone's favourite part, the, the admin bit. Uh, this, this is the bit. Of, this is the bit of the show where I come out every week, and people are like, "Oh, is this bit going to be funny? Has he found out a way to make it funny in a year and a half?" No. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's they've been here before. Um, but, right, basically, guys, we're here every week. Um, this next act here every single Sunday at the Kingsdown Falls at eight pm. Please come back if you liked it. If you if you didn't, bloody. Uh, 
Um, uh, and if you want to keep up with everything we're doing, um, we're on all the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Deliveroo, we're all, all of them. Um, we've also got a Facebook group, if you want to join that. It's mostly uh, me just putting the event in there on a Sunday and being like, oh, guys, remember? Um, <laughs> remember the good times? Um, uh, but uh, join that if you want. It's called This Next Act Comedy. Um, while you're on your phone, um, we're also a podcast. If you wonder what Adil was doing uh, over there, um, we're a podcast which um, is on the Out of Lives Network, which you can do, you can download some episodes and listen to listen to it back if you wanted to. Um, and oh, it's it's quite long as well. That's why people don't like it. Um, <laughs> while you're on social media, um, also if you like the kettle on Facebook, if you live in Bristol and like comedy, you've really got to get on this. It it lists every single comedy event that's happening in Bristol. So uh, right from you know, this show uh, downwards. And um, so, yeah, there's like pro shows, this stuff, oh, some stuff. Um, that's all fantastic. And uh, you should definitely go. Like, I'll be handing out cars on the door. Speaking of shows, which uh, you should go to, uh, Pravania, who's in the last section, is doing a solo sort of show on the 30th of October. Yeah. yeah. Um, gasps, I know. Um, it, it's, it's at the Cube, so just down the road. Um, and it, what's it called? What's there not to like? Um, so yeah, like check that out. Also, uh, I've got a bucket. Um, thank you. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's the closest thing I've got to a catchphrase. Um, uh, I, I, I'll have that on the door with the kettle cards. If you want to stick some change in it, it helps us keep the night running. I'd uh, be really appreciated. But I know there's a lot of students in. A lot of people, I've got shit all money, so if you don't, not gonna not gonna judge you. Just just find just find an act which. Who you enjoyed and tell me you liked it, or tell a friend, or just come back. Cheers, guys. I'm gonna kiss. I'll see you again. Bye-bye. <laughs> www.outoflives.net. <laughs>